How are you now? How are you now? How am I now? I'm glad I asked. I'm doing a little bit better. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens had a much better practice. That's right. We're still here talking about practice. We're talking about practice. All right. We're talking about practice. And this time, the Montreal Canadiens did considerably better at that practice. Uh, welcome. Hello and welcome to the second preseason episode of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and uh, that went a lot better for the Montreal Canadiens. Again, we're still talking about practice. Uh, there's no need to read too much into it at the end of the day. These are not the rosters that you'll be seeing on opening night for either team. So there's not a whole lot for you to get upset about uh, if you're on either side, you know, on either of those losses, because they're both pretty ugly losses, you know, in a vacuum. But at the end of the day, again, it's practice, baby. So what happened? Well, the Habs, uh, they filled the net this time. Uh, Started out real well. We got Josh Anderson still looking fast in case anybody was concerned about him losing his speed in the offseason. He did not. Uh, Habs get a power play pretty early on in the first. He gets a rush goal. Start the game off on the right foot. After that, Habs get another power play. The first period was laden with Toronto Maple Leafs penalties. Uh, and the Habs scored one of the more beautiful power play goals that I've seen in a long time. A, just a gorgeous tic-tac-toe effort. Uh, went from Yoel Armia across to Jonathan Drouin and across again to Christian Dvorak. Gets his first goal in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. It's 2 nothing. 2 nothing. And we're still cooking. We're absolutely still cooking. Uh, Michael Pizzetta gets in on the action, gets a tip-in goal to make it 3 nothing, And it seemed like the route was on, but the Leafs would eventually get on the board. Uh, David Kempf profits from a absolutely horrible giveaway by goaltender Kevin Poulet. And uh, Leafs are on the board, 3-1. to one. Uh, But kind of feeling like, you know, maybe there's a comeback coming from the Leafs here. I mean, we've seen what 3-1 to one can, you know, what can happen with 3-1 to one leads, right? Uh, we've certainly seen it between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But uh, not today, not today. The Habs would get another one back. Um, this time it was Josh Anderson again on the rush with an absolute screamer of a wrist shot. He was playing this game as if it was still the playoffs. Like he forgot the playoffs are over and he's trying to win Stanley Cup right now. He was all over the place. Um, and 4-1 to one at that point. Habs are looking good. Habs are looking like they're going to take this one no problem. Uh, but at least get another one back. Andre Kasha. Andre Kasha. I was going to call him Andre Case. So shout out, or shout out to uh, Pierre Rude from uh, Réseau des Sports for teaching me that pronunciation. Now I can use it moving forward, assuming that he makes the Toronto Maple Leafs, which seems like a pretty likely conclusion. They could kind of use a more defensive-minded center, so um, might have to pronounce his name a few more times this season. Who knows? But 4-2 to was the best they could hope for. Uh, Leafs pulled the goalie, and Michael Pizzetta gets another one. He gets his second of the night, joins Josh Anderson in the two-goal club that night. Um, and honestly, the crazy thing is Josh Anderson was on the ice for that goal, and he was gone if... If Pizzetta just passed it to Josh Anderson, he was gone. He was getting the hat trick. But Pizzetta was like, no, 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 no. There can only be two two two-goal scorers, and I'm going to be one of them. We're not going to have a three-goal scorer tonight. Uh, So he kept it for himself, shot it in, and that was that. Montreal Canadiens win by a score of 5-2. to Um, Again, you don't want to read too much into this. The shots heavily favored the Leafs. So really, if you want to read a lot into it, you could say that the Montreal Canadiens goaltenders were... 
maybe a little bit better on the night, maybe just a little bit. But at the end of the day, like I said last time, this is not about wins and losses in the preseason. It's about what did we learn? And what did we learn from the second preseason game? Well, the first thing I want to bring up is that top line that they had. It was Josh Anderson with Christian Dvorak and Jonathan Drouin. Drouin, of course, making his return uh, from, you know, he had to take a break last year due to mental health reasons. And shout out to him for having the courage to talk about that on television and open up about it a little bit. Uh, I think that's important and uh, I, I can't respect him enough for that. And how good is it to see him back on the ice and playing well and establishing a connection with Christian Dvorak that is something, you know, th- that I would absolutely explore in detail if I was Dominique Ducharme. Um, those two looked fantastic together. I think you might even want to consider leaving Josh Anderson with them uh, maybe to begin the season because that line was, they were very dangerous. Uh, they were very involved offensively. Uh, and, you know, it would benefit the Canadians greatly to have like a legitimate second scoring line. Um, Dvorak figures to be the second line center regardless. Uh, so I definitely think you got to leave Drouin with him at least, and you might want to consider Anderson as well. The connection between Dvorak and Drouin was palpable. You could see it. Like, they're finding each other with some crisp passes in the offensive zone. They're getting creative. Uh, they're really hard to contain. Uh, they both got some speed, and Dvorak, he, he likes to go to the net, and Drouin's more of a playmaker. Um, you saw on that second power play goal, again, one of the most gorgeous power play goals I've ever seen. Armia throws it across to Dwayne, and he just one-touches it right into the slot, perfectly tape-to-tape to Christian Dvorak. And Dvorak's just, you know, he's doing what he does, right? He's very good on the power play. He knows how to get to the net. Uh, he knows how to make his presence felt there, and he does exactly that, and Dwayne finds him no problem. Their first game together, and they're doing this type of thing, I, I want to see that. I want to see more of that, and I want to see, you know, can that carry on into the regular season and give them that second scoring line. Um, and, and you got to talk about Josh Anderson a little bit too, right? Josh Anderson, again, he was playing like he forgot the playoffs ended and he's still trying to win a Stanley Cup. Wild performance. He was flying all over the ice. He looks faster than he was last year. And I don't know if maybe he was nursing some injuries towards the end of the year and during the playoffs that uh, now he just looks faster because he's, he's a backup to his normal speed. But he looks ridiculously fast. If they don't leave him on the second line with uh, Dvorak and Drouin, for example, and they put him down on, on say, uh, a third line with, like, Jake Evans, uh, I mean, he's got speed to burn, and his shot is ridiculous. Uh, Great game from him. He got the first star of the night in the Bell Center. So, uh, you know, hopefully more of that. Hopefully some more consistency from him as well. Hopefully if he can play like that consistently, uh, he, he could be an offensive force for this team as well. And what else do we learn? What else did we learn? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I think there's going to be a very interesting battle for that final spot on the blue line for the Habs. Uh, a very interesting battle because I was watching as intently as I could for all the shifts of Caden Gooley and Matthias Norlander specifically. Because both of them are, you know, have, they, they have a chance of making this team. Norlander, as we know, he's going back to Sweden if he doesn't make the Habs. And Gooley, obviously, if he doesn't make the Habs, he's going back to Junior. So they both have homes to go to. Gooley figures to be a, a prominent figure on the Canadian World Junior team this year as well, probably even the captain of that team. And I, I think 
that might be the best thing for him. But looking at that performance, if he keeps turning in performances like that during the preseason, it's going to be hard for them to not give him a legitimate look for that last spot on the blue line. And I would say the exact same thing for Matthias Norlander. Maybe the best thing for him is to go back to Sweden, but if he keeps turning in performances like that, it's going to be hard for them to not give him a legitimate look, right? We know most of the defense, uh, most of the spots on defense are already wrapped up, right? Jeff Petrie, Ben Sherratt, Alexander Romanov probably wrapped up, uh, David Savard, and Joel Edmondson. Outside of those guys, you got one spot left, basically, and you got a lot of guys vying to fill it. You got Brett Kulak, who's hoping for a spot, and then you've got these aforementioned rookies, right? I think, again, the best thing for both of them might be to go back to their respective leagues, you know, Norlander to Sweden and Gouli back to uh, the WHL, but they're both showing some legitimate signs of potential, you know, NHL readiness, right? And if they keep it up, they're, they're making a really tough decision there. And then you throw Chris Weidman into the mix. Chris Weidman strikes me as just like a better version of Eric Gustafson, who played games for the Habs in the playoffs last season, right? Who contributed for the Habs. I mean, he's just more defensively responsible and he still has those offensive tools that made Gustafson an interesting option for the Habs in the first place. So don't count him out either. And he played a great game. I mean, there, there's all this to say there's a very interesting battle shaping up for those final spots or that final spot, not those final spots on defense. And uh, I honestly don't know who's going to come out of that. I really don't. Again, if you're, with, if you're like me and you think that the best thing for like Norlander and Gouli is to go back to their respective leagues, keep in mind, the Habs are probably going to keep whoever they think is best. Right? They're going to probably look at it and they're going to say, whoever's the best out of these three or four guys that we're considering, that's who we're going to keep. I would not be the slightest bit surprised if at the very least, you know, they keep Gouli for his nine games and maybe they, they hang on to Norlander for a little bit. Uh, but I, I honestly don't know, man. I, I, I was a lot more certain before I watched that preseason game of who I thought was going to be in that spot. And I thought it was Brett Kulak. Uh, now I'm not. Now I think that this is pretty wide open, and I think it's going to be a heated battle for the rest of uh, the preseason here. Now the last thing I want to bring up, uh, Jan Mishak. Jan Mishak, who scored a measly two goals last year in the AHL. Um, don't be fooled by that stat line of him only scoring two goals in the AHL last year. He's got some wiggle, and he's got some handles. He was breaking ankles out there. I mean breaking ankles. He got a few good scoring chances out of those broken ankles that he left in his wake. And he, he didn't cash in, but, you know, he, he did get an assist on the first Pedzetta goal of the night. Um, this kid, listen, I don't think he's got much of a shot of, of making the Habs. But if that's the type of performance that you can expect, you know, I think he's got a legitimate chance of maybe getting a call up at some point during the season. Uh, I mean, they at some point, you know, injuries are going to happen. And if he can bring this type of effort in Laval and just, you know, if he's out, if he's out there breaking ankles and he, he gets a big uptick in terms of his um, points and he's, he's showing a lot of offensive instincts, I mean, he might, he might get a call-up. Who knows? I think uh, Lucas Vedemo is, is probably like the, the first guy right now. But uh, if that preseason game is any indicator, uh, Jan Mishak, he could be pretty high on their list. Who knows? Might end up getting himself some opportunities in the NHL this year. I don't know, but... Uh, Great game from him, at the very least. 
that's it for this one. Uh, we're running over 12 minutes this time. So again, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien, man. We are on uh, Spotify, Megaphone, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Shoot me a follow. Thank you as always for listening and à la prochaine.